You're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. We all want Google to love our content. Here's what's interesting is they don't make it a secret as to what it is that they're looking for, and they never have. Google's always trying to rank the content that users are going to engage with the most, and they've developed their own predictive indications of what that's going to be. And they've got this really interesting acronym. It's EAT, E-E-A-T, Experience, Expertise, Authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Now, these are Google's search quality guidelines for organic content, but what occurred to me as I was looking into them and really just learning more about them is I think this is a phenomenal template period for anybody creating content, especially people trying to establish themselves as thought leaders in any space. And so going through each one, one at a time, experience might be the most important in my opinion. You have to have done the thing. This is what's pissing me off about all the AI thought leaders and experts out there. They haven't actually used AI for anything other than like, oh, look at this cool prompt example. You know what I mean? And generally speaking, it's like a regurgitated example that somebody else posted and maybe they're just doing so differently. I want to see how you used it to insert desired end result here. So how I used it to grow a list, how I used it to increase conversions, how I used it to make money. What's the business model? The person who's best at this in the world, I think, is Perry Belcher. Perry's my business partner in a mastermind. And I've never seen anybody so adept at finding the leverage point for new technology. So Perry's got a bunch of AI events out there, but he's actually showing people, hey, here's how we used AI to make money. And he's been doing it for years. And so drawing on his experience allows him to issue forward quality content. It can't be matched when compared to somebody who doesn't have the experience. It doesn't matter how how much you've studied, how many videos you've watched. If you don't have the experience, you're faking it. You know what I mean? Like you actually haven't done the damn thing. So experience, I think, is in the hierarchical structure of this little eat pyramid. Experience to me is the foundation. This is the bottom. This is what we're building on top of. Now, experience leads to expertise. That's the other thing. You don't want to go out there and be like, man, I've tried to make a light bulb 10,000 times and I just cannot crack this code. Let me tell you more. Nobody wants to know that, right? Like, so the experience is generally speaking riddled with failure. But as you iterate and as you improve, you contribute to your status as an expert. And that's where you establish expertise. And the expertise, I think, is experience plus proficiency. So experience plus proficiency equals expertise. The sad ironic truth, very often the most experienced people are the worst at demonstrating their expertise. I'll give you an example. You're looking at him. I have 100 employees who work for me. You know, and Solutions 8 has, I don't know how many, 40 Google Ads specialists. Here's what's really interesting. They're all better at running Google Ad campaigns than I am without, and I'm not being hyperbolic, like I'm not self-flagellating to make a point. I haven't run a Google ad campaign since we became a Google ad agency. I'm the CEO of the company. I don't have time to do that, right? But what I'm really good at is showcasing my expertise. And that's not to say that I don't issue value. I think I do. But the smartest person in the room is also usually the quietest. And so it's the loud person who's B minus smart is going to get all the attention where the quiet person who's A plus smart is going to kind of fade away into obscurity. And so it's incumbent upon you. And I'm talking to my introverts specifically. If you're an introverted person, that's okay. As a matter of fact, I think the people that do the best as thought leaders are naturally introverted. And I think that's true because they tend to be 
very selective with what they say, how they say it, when they say it, for obvious reasons. They actually don't want the attention. So if I'm going to come out and I'm going to suffer through getting your attention as an introvert, then I better make sure this is worth it and I'm saying something relevant. Extroverts like me, I'll say anything. I'm just like, I wonder what's going to make them click today. So use your introvertedness as a, it's one of the most powerful things you can have if it's something that you're willing to battle against and get over. And then showcase your expertise. Tell people why you're awesome, which incidentally leads to a authoritativeness. And what's interesting about this is each one leads to the next. Your experience leads to expertise. Your expertise leads to your authority. And your authority, the way that I define it anyways, what are people saying about you? So there's what you say about yourself and you can showcase all these things and you can have all these case studies, testimonials, whatever. Well, I guess testimonials are what I'm talking about. But as other people begin to co-sign on your reputation, it puts you in a position of not having to constantly credentialize yourself. You've been credentialed by others. And that reputation, it speeds up the time to life for every content piece that you ever produce. And if you don't have this out the gate, the best way to do it, I think, is certifications. You know, I can go get Google certified. Not that that means anything, but not everybody knows that. And then on top of Google certified, you can get digital marketer certified and smart marketer certified and you create a certified and you kind of start to build some authority. Now, that authority is diluted in direct proportion to how many other people are certified with those same badges, which is a lot, but it's a good place to start. And what's really interesting is authority breeds authority. So Rachel Peterson is the world authority in social media marketing. They call her the social media queen, brilliant marketer. When she published her book, I gave her a quote for her request. She's my friend. And she started using my name in her marketing as one of the people that endorsed her book. And what I thought was really interesting about that is, you know, she's using my authority on her behalf, but she also boosted my authority in so doing. Because now everybody's like, wow, he's actually important enough for her to cite on her book. That was one of the top five names she cited, at least in the post I saw. So your authority will breed authority as you invest in it. And then you have to protect it. The next one, trustworthiness. As you build a reputation, you have to protect it. I have one bad review online right now. If you Google Solutions 8, and it's this person who, for some reason, they never worked with us. They've never been a client. They've never even attempted to be a client. They just saw our pricing page and they're like, oh, that's expensive and I'm mad. It's so frustrating. You know, it's, I've been in business for 17 years and I've had pissed off clients before, obviously. And, you know, we've done things wrong before, obviously, but I've just worked so hard to make sure that we walk through every necessary step to make things right and put our best foot forward and, you know, address any issues. And then you go and you get a bad review from some imbecile that's just having a bad day. But it's okay because I've got 100 other reviews that are good. So protect your brand, protect your reputation, and make sure that you show up the right way. That's the other part of trustworthiness. If your website looks like it was built in 2002. If you're little things like your profile picture not being updated. I used to be real clean cut, believe it or not, before my midlife crisis. And I've got pictures of me in a suit and my clean slick back hair. And when you see me now, you're like, who's the homeless guy that kidnapped Costum and took his job? So there's something about that lack of continuity that actually breaks people's trust. It seems like a nuance. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing to show up and see somebody different than you saw on the headshot or the business card. And then I'm going to add my own. Google's got E-E-A-T. I'm adding C for consistency because you can have as much experience as you want. You can have more experience than anybody else in the field. You can be the best expert with the most authority and the most trust. If you don't publish, you go away. You got to ship. You have to create on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be every day. It's preferable. The algorithm's like that. But, you know, I, I don't think Jocko posts more than once a week or at least that's what, I think it was Christine Marie's keynote at Traffic and Conversion, is he posts once a week, but he's consistent and people can rely on that. Be consistent with the content that you're producing. And if you can start to build on your successes, 
you kind of start to crack the code a little bit. I'm getting deeper and deeper into Twitter. You can follow me at Cosmoslam, by the way. And in the very beginning, I sucked. And I couldn't figure out how to make people like what it was I was posting. And nobody was engaging at all. And when they were engaging, they were kind of confused. And I just kept writing. I've written one thread every day for, it's got to, I think it's been 90 days. Or at least getting close to that. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of cracking the code a little bit. And I'm figuring things out. And, you know, the consistency's helped. But it's helped from an algorithmic perspective, of course. It's also helped me. It helped me figure out, like, oh, that's what you want to hear. That makes sense. So for whatever that's worth, I hope this is helpful. Google's, they're not shy about offering advice. It's not always good advice, but I like this W-A-T and I'll add my C. I hope this is helpful to you if you're a content creator. If you're not, you probably should be. It's probably time to start. Maybe that's a little nudge that you need. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions8 at sol8.com. Kostum here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation. Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com, sol, the number eight, dot com.